Hello, and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I am Steve Hemphill, and Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action. Our website is active-faith.org, and my email is stevehemphill1 at me.com. Last time, we covered a spiritual warfare charge, but it was part one. Today, we're going to discuss a spiritual warfare charge, part two. And part two covers the verses behind the statements. Hope that makes sense, because what we're going to do is look at the biblical support for each sentence, each phrase that we uh, talked about yesterday. So I'll give you the phrase and then give you the biblical backup. First of all, it began with, Soldiers of the kingdom of God, you're about to enter the greatest war in human history, a war of epic proportions. Well, Ephesians 6 verse 11 says, get dressed for battle, put on all of God's armor so you'll be able to stand firm. Also, uh, verse 10 in Ephesians 6 says, you can find strength in God. You've got a battle to fight and you need the strength of God to get through that battle. Ephesians 6 verse 12 teaches the enemies we face are not flesh and blood. We're not fighting human enemies, but spiritual powers of evil in the heavens. Then Ephesians 6 verse 12 also mentions there are sort of four categories, principalities, powers, rulers, and spirits. So they have a chain of command. They are organized like there's generals, captains, sergeants, and privates. There's rulers, authorities, powers, and spirits. And it also tells us in verse 12 of Ephesians 6, the enemies are powerful. They're called mighty powers. This is not a game. The enemy is not weak. The enemy is plural. Don't underestimate the enemy. Then we have verse 13 of Ephesians 6, which really teaches God's armor ensures your survival. Take up all the armor, then you'll be able to stand your ground. Verse 13. The next phrase is, This battle has eternal consequences. You know, God's offering eternal life. It's a forever thing. Romans 6, verse 23. The next phrase is, The eyes of God, his angels, and the heavenly hosts are on you, watching your every move. Your godly ancestors are cheering you on. We see that from the end of Hebrews chapter 11 and the beginning of Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, Hebrews 11 is all about the faithful. Uh, And it names all these people. And at the end, it says there's so many you can't name them all. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, it says at the end of chapter 11 of Hebrews. But chapter 12 starts out, therefore, so therefore, since we have all these people uh, uh, before us, their faith, we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to our life of faith. They are watching us. We're on the field, involved in the game. They're in the stadium, cheering us on, excited to see our progress spiritually. Then the next statement is, God is on your side. God is on your side. John 6, 27. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. He's on our side. The next phrase is, The hopes and prayers of all those who have ever prayed for God's kingdom to come will follow your every move. Again, they're watching, Hebrews 11, and we've had many people pray that the kingdom would come. Matthew 6, verse 9 and 10, Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. 
your what you want be done here on earth as it is in heaven. The next phrase says, God gives you his power to accomplish good things. Let this encourage you every day as you take this journey. So 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 11, it says, God gives you the power to accomplish good things. So that's true biblically also. The next statement is, you were joined by many other faithful believers who work to accomplish the purpose for which you were created. Ephesians 2 verse 10 amplified says that we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. The next statement in the charge says your mission is to help make God's kingdom bigger and Satan smaller, one person at a time. Uh, 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11, it says, be diligent, focus on evangelism, lead others away from sin. We also have Matthew 28, 19 and 20. It says, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them uh, to observe all the commands I've given you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Every Christian is to evangelize, not just people on staff at a church. If you're a Christian, you're a missionary or an imposter. You are, the next statement, you are charged with helping thwart Satan's schemes at work in the lives of people around you. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 says, Satan will not outsmart us for we're familiar with his evil schemes. It also talks about that in Ephesians 6. The next statement says, you can help many people as the ripples of your work travel through the present and echo into eternity. See, eternal life is available. We need to help others find it. First John 5, verse 11, God has given us eternal life. Uh, the next statement says, many will be freed from tyranny and oppression caused by Satan and his demons because of you. Um, Galatians 5, verse 1, Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free and don't get tied up in slavery to the law. The next statement says, this will not be an easy task. Now, that should be obvious, but let me just mention first, Second John 1, 8, Amplified says, look to yourselves, take care that you may not lose, throw away or destroy all that we and you have labored for, but that you may preserve, persevere until you win and receive back a perfect reward in full. Rewards can be lost. He's saying work and labor so you don't lose those rewards. So, it's true, this won't be an easy task. The next statement says, your enemies are well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened, and they'll never sleep. Um, Ephesians 6, verse 12, we're not fighting human enemies, but against rulers, authorities, forces of cosmic darkness, and spiritual powers of evil in the heavens. They don't sleep. Uh, it's the enemy's invisible, Ephesians 6, verse 12. Uh, the enemy is uh, uh, organized. They have authority uh, around the world. There's captains, sergeants, and privates. Uh, we got um, the enemy is powerful, powers of darkness. So uh, it, it's it's real. We need to realize that this is not a game. Uh, the enemy is plural. Uh, the enemy has a chain of command. The next statement says, uh, I've, uh, they will fight savagely, ruthlessly, and with a single-minded focus that will seem relentless. Um, Satan is our enemy, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. 
The next statement says, your eyes have now been opened to the realities of the unseen world around you, and life will never be the same. Uh, see, we need to pray for eyes that see reality. Second Kings 6, uh, verse 17, Elisha prayed, open his eyes. He can see that those who are with us are, are more than those who are with the world. Um, the next phrase says, the church may seem powerless to the unbelieving world, but it has not been defeated. Uh, the church is not defeated. First Corinthians uh, 1, verse 27 said, God chose the powerless to shame those who are powerful. The next phrase, uh, phrase said, the church will prevail. And we see Matthew 16, 18, I'll build my church, the powers of hell will not conquer it. We also see Matthew 16, 18, powers are trying to conquer uh, the, the church, but they will fail. The next statement says, Christians will overcome all enemy attempts to thwart its victorious uh, victory. Well, um, Revelation 6, verse 2 says that our, church our church's destiny is victory. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. Revelation 6, verse 2. So this is also a biblical idea. Uh, the next statement says, don't lose heart or believe the lies around you that no others can be saved from the enemy's grasp. Well, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, Jesus offers freedom and life. Uh, he says he gives us victory over sin and death. Um, the next statement says, this is a lie from the father of lies. John 8, 44, it says Satan's a liar. And when he speaks, he's, he, he speaks his native tongue. The next statement says, uh, and, and this is what Satan wants you to believe, so you'll leave the fight. Don't believe it. Stay in the fight. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, we need to stay in the fight against Satan and remain faithful. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have remained faithful. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. The next statement says, don't be deceived. Love truth, or God will send a powerful deception, so you'll believe a lie. This comes from 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 10. Um, he'll use every kind of deception, evil deception, to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. We also see that deception does work on some from that same verse. The truth is what prevents deception. And so love the truth or you'll be deceived. The next statement says, know that the gospel of Jesus is spreading continually around the globe to the glory of God. We see that Matthew eleven twelve 12 is one of the biblical backups to that. The gospel message is spreading all the world. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. Uh, the next statement says, you will be honored and rewarded one day for your part in the final victory that will assuredly come. Uh, look at 1 Corinthians 3, verse 8. It says that rewards will come for all who serve the king. Uh, they will be rewarded for their hard work, 1 Corinthians 3, uh, verse 8. The next statement says, remember to find your strength in the Lord your God. Uh, Isaiah 40 verse 31. Strength comes from your faith in God. It says those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. The next statement says your covenant relationship with him is what gives you the victory. 
And so uh, Colossians 2.15 is a biblical backup for that. Those in covenant with God will receive the victory. It says, uh, God stripped the spiritual powers and rulers of their authority with the cross. He won the victory and showed the world that they were powerless. The next statement says, the soldiers of Christ are marching together to victory, even though the world can't see that reality. We know from 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, that Satan is called the God of this world, and therefore we live in enemy territory, and that he also blinds the minds of those who don't believe. But we are going to win. He can't win. He's doomed to lose. The next statement says, Jesus is confident in your courage and ability to change the world right around you, one person at a time. Uh, Colossians 1.16, it says, the same good news that came to you is going out all over the world, changing lives. So work to change the world around you, one person at a time. And then the last statement says, this is a great and noble undertaking. So I pray God's bountiful blessings on you as you take this journey. Watch what God does around you because of your prayers and his power and be prepared to be amazed at the eternal results. Thank you for your service to our Lord, King, and Savior. I hope that is encouraging to you today. I want you to know, however, that during the recording of this presentation, my PowerPoint that I was referring to changed size, and I couldn't even see all the words. It was, Satan does want you to be encouraged by this message. He's using every little thing he can to try to keep this from going out and discourage you from accepting and getting excited about the, the power available to you through Christ Jesus and your relationship with him and through the encouragement that comes from these verses and these ideas in this charge. So, in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest that part of your personal battle plan might be to look for the Bible verses that back up statements you see in the world today. If you do find the statements that back it up, then that statement's true. If you don't, then it might be a lie or a deception. Maybe you could pray like this. Lord, help me to discern truth from lies in today's world. Lead me to the truth in your teaching and scripture that help me promote these things in our modern world. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to see you next time on Battle Plan. And uh, we're going to talk about God's rescue from events you don't even foresee. And let me remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.